This is Wednesday, June 2nd. Have you ever heard of the Greek myth of Sisyphus? In mythology, Sisyphus was the founding king of the city of Corinth and the promoter of navigation and sailing, but he was not a good man. He mistreated and sometimes killed his guests. So the gods punished him. What was his punishment? He would get up each morning and work to roll a huge rock to the top of a hill. But the day would end before he could reach the top. And exhausted, he would let go of the rock and it would roll back to the bottom. And when he came back the next day, he was where he had started the day before. His curse was to do this every day for eternity never making progress. Now, does this story feel familiar? Yes, I know we do have a sense of progress, but all of us have lived this curse to some extent, the tyranny of labor, and that it's never done. The last recorded words of Buddha spoken to his followers were, strive without ceasing. Now, here's our text for today from the time of slavery of the Hebrews in Egypt. Exodus 5, verse 4 to 9. But the king of Egypt said, Moses and Aaron, why are you taking the people away from their labor? Get back to your work. Then Pharaoh said, Look, the people of the land are now numerous, and you're stopping them from working. That same day, Pharaoh gave this order to the slave drivers and overseers in charge of the people. You are no longer to supply the people with straw for making bricks. Let them go and gather their own straw, but require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They are lazy. This is why they are crying out, let us go and sacrifice to our God. Make the work harder for the people so that they keep working and pay no attention to lies. Now, as we hear the words of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, likely they echo the sounds of our inner Pharaoh, the one ordering us to get back to work, calling us lazy, and measuring us by our output. When work and production become our idols, this is the result. You can never do enough. You hear that inner refrain, what's the matter with you? You're lazy. This was the tension between slavery and rest that plays out in the book of Exodus. It is what is playing out in our world and in our lives. So what was God's remedy? Well, first he freed the Hebrews from their slavery to Pharaoh in his work. He took them into the wilderness to have the people to himself and to celebrate a festival. This was the original request Moses brought to Pharaoh. The Lord asked for time with his people and a rest from their work, but Pharaoh would have nothing of it. He came to view the Hebrews as more than his workforce. They were his possession. And God was jealous for his people. He would have none of that. So God brought them out with many saving wonders. But he did more than that. God ordered their lives by giving his people the law. For six days they would work, and then the seventh would be holy, set apart, a time to catch their breath. It was to be the Lord's Sabbath, 
meant for worship and rest. This would ensure the people balanced their work lives and knew they were not a means of production, but created by God to know and enjoy Him. Now, for many, the idea of the Sabbath is oppressive, filled with ideas of all the things you're not allowed to do. But in the beginning, it was seen as the gift God intended, helping His people to moderate their lives and to steer clear of making an idol of their work. And that really is our danger. We're learning this week how the gospel leads us to true freedom and rest. By the way, any activity in your life can be gathered up into your work, even your fitness. Your exercise can be another work you must do, a burden you must carry, leaving you no rest. There's always more to be done. You're rolling that rock to the top of the hill, but you where you started once again tomorrow. There's no end to fitness or dieting or improving your body. So what is our pathway to rest? We find this promise in the words of Jesus. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus is not promising us a Sabbath. He is telling us he is our Sabbath rest. In him, the work is fully done. The rock that we've been trying all our lives to roll to the top of the hill has been rolled away to reveal an empty tomb. We see the work of Jesus, the finished work of the cross of Jesus. And finally, our hearts can rest. Gone are the cries of Pharaoh saying, Get back to work. What's wrong with you? Why are you so lazy? And now all we can hear is the voice of Jesus. Come, you who are blessed by my Father, Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And yes, here we find our rest. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for leading us out, for breaking the tyranny of toil, and inviting us into the rest of your kingdom. Help us to seek your, first your kingdom and your righteousness, and to trust that you will add to our lives all that we need. Teach us by the gospel how to balance work and rest in our lives, that we might live to your glory. In the name of Jesus, amen.